0: Well, welcome, I'm glad you guys are here this morning, and if you are watching the live stream, I just want to let say welcome, and my name is Jeremy Haynes, and I'm the associate pastor here at Rock City Church, and uh, before I dive into the message this morning, I wanted to uh, throw in a few other quick announcements. One is the Wave Junior High are having a parents meeting in Suite D after this service is over, And uh, Sweet D is near Coffee Waves, down in the shopping center there, right next to our administrative offices. And then Rock City is having a beach day today at 4 (laughs) o'clock. I just thought I'd throw in a plug there. Yeah, so if you want to come join us and hang out on the beach together, we're going to be out at Whitecap, the parking lot near the Holiday Inn there. Uh, So it's really easy to get there, free showers, all that stuff. And we just love to hang out and have fun. And so come on and join us out there. All right. So uh, first, I wanted to uh, let you know uh, Pastor David and Amber are, and the rest of the fam are out of town right now. They are, I don't know what state of Missouri. They're in Missouri right now at a family reunion. And, um, and they just wanted to let you know that they love you guys, miss you guys, and are excited to be back next week. And then uh, Pastor David reached out to me and asked me to speak this morning, and he wanted me to talk about my testimony, about Lauren and I's testimony, and um, when he first told me that, he reminded me that I had shared it about five years ago here when I spoke for the very first time, and so he was like, you know, a lot of people are new, haven't heard it, and so I'm going to be sharing that with you this morning. And so the Lord gave me this title for the message, which is Our Story heaven's perspective. And so even though I'm sharing my story, my personal story, that really what this is about, it's about what is the Lord doing in each and every one of our lives. It's our story. And we're trying to understand what is God's perspective, what's heaven's perspective about, what's going on, what's being stirred up in our lives, and what are we supposed to do as a response to that. And so that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. You know, it was interesting as I was uh, getting ready, putting some final touches on uh, what I was going to say this morning. I uh, just popped on Facebook real quick, and I saw that uh, a memory popped up, and it showed this picture, and it said, five years ago today, Lauren and I were uh, we were what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we were promoted as youth pastors at Rock City Church," and so I was just wow. So this Sunday, five years ago that took place. It just blew my mind, and uh, it's just pretty wild to see the timing of the Lord in uh, everything that we do. And so before I dive in, I'm just going to go ahead and pray and say, Father, I thank you for this morning together with family. I thank you that you are moving in and through each and every person here this morning, and I thank you that you're going to use me in a powerful way. You're going to speak to me and through me. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. So I'm going to start us off with a, a verse out of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9 is just going to kind of set us off in the right direction. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so well, I'm going to circle back around to kind of the deeper meaning of that in a little bit, but that's just the right spot we're going for heaven's perspective this morning uh, in the story that the Lord's unfolding in our life and so you know as I was praying and I was asking the Lord okay Lord I've told my testimony before sometimes it feels like oh my gosh again with the testimony but um, uh, I'm excited because you know oftentimes we don't understand what's what's going to come about from that we don't understand well you know, I don't have a crazy story. I don't have a wild story, but you have a story that the Lord is working out in you. And so, um, I wanted to look specifically at heavenly perspectives and earthly perspectives. Specifically, the Lord's perspective and oftentimes our perspective. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase before, but this phrase: "So heavenly, you know, that you're so heavenly-minded that you're no earthly good." And so I heard that phrase a bunch of times, only since I came to Rock City, though. And, um, and I can tell you guys that I did not have to worry about that. That was not my problem, because I was plenty of earthly good. And so, <laughs> thank you there, Candy. <laughs> and so, uh, this is, uh, so I, I, you know, guys, I knew God as my Savior. I knew who He was uh, for the vast majority of my life, but I knew his acts, not his ways. I knew that he died on the cross for me. I understood the things that he did and who he did them with and the scriptures. But the personal relationship wasn't there. I mean, it was there. I mean, I, I had quiet time with the Lord. I prayed, I, you know, all those things, but I didn't have the quality with the Lord. I became a believer at seven years old. I'm 37 now, so I've been walking with the Lord for 30 plus years, and so that's really exciting. But you know, when, if I'm being really real, really honest with you with you guys, when I really looked at it, I said, you know what? I've had quantity many years with the Lord, but what has my quality been? And I, and I challenge you guys who've been believers for a long time, or even if it's for a short time, is are are you uh, this, is this quality with the Lord, or is this just, you know what? Man, another year, I was a believer. I got my ticket punched to heaven. And we're called to do a lot more than punch our ticket to heaven. Can I get an amen on that? All right, <laughs> because, you know, someone told me a while back, they said, look, if, if the whole goal of becoming a believer was getting to go to heaven, then uh, the moment we uh, said the prayer or whatever it may be, we'd just rocket ship straight up, and that'd be the end of it. And it's, But the Lord has a vision and a purpose for us here on earth. And so I began to see and understand that, but I realized for so, so many years, guys, I wandered through life doing whatever, I kind of say, whatever was the shiniest object in front of me, that kind of helped direct me. I was like, ooh, new leadership opportunity over here. Or, uh, ooh, new jobs going on over here. Or, hey, I'm going to learn this new skill. Whatever it was, it was new, shiny, different, fun. I was like, I'm going after that. And although the Lord has redeemed it and used it in mighty ways, that is a very windy path for the straight path that the Lord has laid out for our lives. And so... Um, That really encapsulates a good portion of my life over 30 years. It's just kind of wandering aimlessly. Sometimes I would just happen upon the plan of the Lord and I'd be in a great spot and other times I would just feel like, where am I going? And so I want to kind of give you guys a little bit more background on my life, a little bit more perspective before I dive in even deeper. Uh, I was born in Houston, Texas. My Parents, uh Diana and JC Haynes were both believers uh, and I grew up in a christian home I was in church my entire life and uh, I can say right now I was extremely blessed extremely blessed to be in a a home that had a biblical foundation of people who love the lord i have memories of of sitting in my dad's lap with the with him reading the Bible to me and different things like that uh you know it's going to church productions and all sorts of things like that. And I had a a very solid foundation, but something was still missing. Something, I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know how to put my finger on it, but something was still missing. Anyway, I'll come back around to that. Um, I graduated college from the University of Houston with a degree in sculpture and um, I met Lauren while I was on the U of H campus. We were both part of a ministry called the Baptist Student uh, Ministry on campus, an incredible ministry. There's one uh, in Corpus 2. They're really awesome. And um, we got married in 2010, July 24th of 2010. And so in a few short weeks, we will be celebrating our 10-year anniversary. Woo! <laughs> so uh I'm very thankful we got married in twenty ten because that's easy for me to remember i'm never gonna I'm never gonna forget when our anniversary is and also we were married on the, uh july twenty fourth so that's twenty four seven our love is twenty four seven and so uh so that's that was kind of our little th- you know now we didn't have hashtags back then and uh, you know back then in those days twenty ten way back then. But uh, we didn't have hashtags in those days, but our little, our little uh, theme phrase was uh, a 24-7 kind of love. But uh, anyway, all right, that's a little bonus for you there. That wasn't in my notes, and I didn't say that last service, so there you go. Um, and we, uh, we founded a ministry on uh, campus at U of H called The Lighthouse, and we led it for over two years. We lived in a fraternity house with 20 college students. And uh, that was quite a time, living uh, where all the other fraternities were. And I didn't have any, I, I, did, I never, I was, uh, in a home room class, this girl leaned over to me and she said, Hey, do you have a lighter? And I turned over to her and I said, What do you need a lighter for? And she's like, she, then she gives me the same face, the same surprise face I gave to her. She gave back to me like, what do you mean? What do I need a lighter for? I need a lighter for for my cigarettes. And I'm like, oh, it's just like, uh, you know, Baptist bubble kid. I just did not have a concept of that. That just, guys, I mean, I'm being honest. It's just shocked to me. And uh, and so I was like, no, I do not have a lighter for you. Uh, and uh, anyway, um, so um, so I grew up in a in a, in a Baptist home. A uh, Baptist Church, and um, you know, I, I I loved it. I had an awesome time. I had a great youth group. So many cool experiences and memories there. But uh, definitely um, had a different perspective on life. And so when Laura and I did that ministry uh, in the Lighthouse, we're living with uh, these 20 college students. Who I jokingly called it the uh, real world Christian edition, because uh, it just seemed like crazy stuff was being stirred up all the time. Uh, As we tried to walk out 20 college students, what's that? Oh, yeah. There was a fist fight. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Anyway, um, uh, so, and I was definitely, I felt like I was very ill-equipped to handle that. I remember telling uh, Prophet Kevin Leo one time when he was here about uh, what I was doing in that ministry, and he says, sounds like you just had a ministry full of demons, is what you did there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Kevin, how could you say that? But, uh, But anyway... Uh, so it was uh, it was quite an experience that the, the Lord gave us, and um, so after that ministry was, um, after we felt called away to, that was in our second, third years of marriage, by the way, it was just a really crazy time. We lived in uh, a room that was the size of a closet. It was just, anyway. Um, but I didn't know that the Lord was preparing us for right here, right now, okay, and um, and. Le- le- uh, say this after me, heavenly perspective, heavenly perspective, earthly perspective. And so I had so much of an earthly perspective of like, Lord, what is this? Why are we doing this? And, uh, but God had a heavenly perspective in mind and he was guiding and moving us. And it's so crazy because I look back now, I kind of joke with Lauren, when, whenever we're going through a tr- struggle where we're like, I don't understand why this is happening. I said, oh, let's wait five years. In five years, we'll have a nice good perspective on why that happened. And uh, but that's really tough to say, isn't it? In our our day and age, of it's gotta happen right here, right now. I'm gonna the microwave's taking too long, that 30 seconds. It's like, why couldn't it happen faster? And so we've got to shift our mindsets. We've got to shift how we view what's going on in and around us. And so I was going through that, and then we uh we were all set to be missionaries in uh, Portland, Oregon. We're all set to go there and that's where we're going to go after this ministry was uh, done in Houston and we were visiting some family in Corpus Christi and the Lord just flipped our world upside down (laughs) because we were driving home, we're going across the JFK causeway and we just kind of both looked at each other, and we're like, what is going on here? This is before I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I didn't understand about what's happening now, but clearly the Lord was telling us He did not want us to go to Oregon. He wanted us to move to Corpus Christi. We thought, oh, a year of rest. We were we were so felt, sure, the Lord said, a year of rest, to take rest from, our, um, from that ministry that we did that was so intense, bumping at five. And so we moved here for a year of rest. I started a remodeling company, and we were here, faithful to what the Lord said. And little do I know, here we are seven years later. <laughs> uh, we moved in 2014, and um, and then around 8, 12 months is when we first visited Rock City Church. And so uh, back then, it was not Here it was at another location. It was off of Santa Fe, in the um, uh, Fellowship Hall of uh, First Christian Church. And uh, guys, I had never been to a church like this. I grew up in a a mega church. I grew up at a church of over fifty thousand people, and um, uh, in Houston. And so I was used to big. I was used to high budgets. I was used to uh, lots of of show and. um, uh, lots of resources, and so I came to the the cafeteria of in another church with these like sun going through the the windows and all this stuff. And then I uh, not you put that picture up. Then I see this guy preaching, and uh, and so uh, and so I I remember seeing Pastor David preach for the very first time, and I'm here, and I'm just like, what is going on here? What is this? And, um, and on, uh, on our way home, Lauren was like, so what did you think about this church? I think this is where we're supposed to go to church. And, uh, and so I said, I said I, so he was sharing part of his testimony, which he does often on Sunday mornings. It wasn't that he was doing the whole thing. And so one of the parts of Pastor David's testimony is that he was a state champion wrestler. Well, I didn't hear him say the state champion part. Maybe he didn't, but... Um, he maybe said he was a champion wrestler, but I so I so Lauren's like, well, what do you think? I think we're supposed to go to this church, and I told Lauren I cannot go to a church where the pastor was a former WWF wrestler. I can't do it. And so um, and so as you can kind of see in that picture, he's kind of got the Macho Man Savage kind of look going on there. And so uh, you can you can go ahead and take the picture down since Pastor David's not here. I can get away with this. But uh, anyway. So, uh, so I told Lauren, I says, no, we can't go to that church. And so, but uh, needless to say, about three months later, he, I got reeled in. So what happened is a short time after that, you know, I'm, I'm doing a remodeling and I get hired, uh, the church is moving here and I get hired to put the plumbing into this church. And uh, so the plumbing and the bathrooms and all that, but just don't bother me about it now. <laughs> if it ain't working now, I'm gonna call somebody. But uh, but anyway, um, so I was I got hired to do that, and I I got to so many of you, especially if you were there during you building this house with your own two hands, and I got to see that. I got to see what this community was all about through working here first and working on the building, and I remember hearing the voice of the Lord, before I understood about hearing the voice of the Lord, in this building, I remember hearing the voice of the Lord say, you're building this house so that you can build this house. And so, I didn't understand what that meant, I was like, what does that mean? All I know is that, as far as it got me in my understanding at that time, And so we came, I was like, yeah, it will be nice to kind of hear the pastor talk about, you know, the good job that everybody did building the church and and all that. And um, little did I know I was not going to move from that spot. Uh, I was going to stay right here. um, And here we are seven years later. And so, all right, yeah. (laughs) And so... is the beginning of when some big changes started to happen in my life and so Matthew 5 verse 6 if you can pull that up for me it says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled how many of you know that when you are desiring more of anything that that a hunger wells up inside of you I don't know about you but sometimes when a uh when commercials come on or an ad pops up for, for food, you know, and it's just that right time, you're like, Whoo, I think I'm gonna go out. I think I'm gonna go run to Taco Bell and get that you know, whatever that, that new taco crunch wrap or whatever it is, you know, you, you see that ad and you're just like, Whoo, I'm I'm hungry for that. Or and I had that same kind of thing going on inside of me spiritually. I was hungry for more. I was I was thirty. I, t- I turned 30 um, quickly after I came to uh, to Corpus, and I said, gosh, there's got to be more to this than reading the Bible, than attending church, than trying to just do good things, trying to, you know, uh, follow the commandments. And guys, those are all very good things. They're all very important things. They're things that you should desire to do, but they're not everything. It's... As uh, as um, Brad McClendon said, it's incomplete. And so, um, I I how did I know it was incomplete? I just felt like surely I am not 30 years old and I've experienced everything that being a believer has to offer. So there's got to be more, but I didn't know what the answer to that was, and I wasn't even saying that out loud. I was just kind of wondering in my heart, in my spirit, you know, is there more, or is this really it? Do I just need to prepare to just kind of do the same thing over and over and over again? And so I was hunger and thirsting. I was hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Little did I know the Lord had a setup for me to get filled. And so, um, I saw something fresh and new here at Rock City, and uh, i, I got to be honest, I was quite the skeptic <laughs> when, I, when I got here, and, and for those of you who maybe experienced the same thing or maybe you're in that spot right now, I want to challenge you that um, just stay in the process. Just stick with it. For those that, that have been really struggling, have talked to me in the past, I'm like, just don't leave. Just stay here, not because um, there's any sort of ulterior motive of, of counting you as a number or anything over the years of being here. It's that when you stay in position, eventually you're going to get zapped. Eventually you're going to get an encounter, a taste of the Holy Spirit. And so I just say, just hold on, just Sit tight, and so I was in the. I was sitting in the back. Lauren and I were sitting in the back. It's always fun to tell that because people are like, "Really, you were sitting in the back at one point?" And yeah, yeah, we were in the back, and, um, and no, no, knock on people sitting in the back, by the way. But anyway, we were back there, and um, and I just remember so many things going on the the extravagant worship. The you know, I remember one time there was this this lady. Who had fallen out during worship? I didn't know what that was about. I thought maybe she just wasn't drinking enough water or something, and uh, so she, 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 uh, she fell out during worship, and she kind of like uh, scooted over to the wall over there. But um, but she was laid out, and then then like worship ended, and I remember just sort of I was fixed on her the moment she fell out. I was just that's all I was watching for the rest of the of worship. And I was like, "When is she gonna get up? When is when is she gonna get up?" And uh, uh, and then um, then the worship ended. Everyone went back to their seats. I'm like, "She's still there," you know. And uh, and then Pastor David got up and started to preach, and I'm like, "This is crazy," you know. He's preaching. Does he not see her over there? And then she finally sat up and kind of like scooted over there. And I was like, "This is very weird." And um, I, guys. I had never seen any sort of messiness in the church, okay? And, uh, and so, you know, I came from a church background of everything was polished, everything was on time, uh, you, you were not going to come up and say anything in front of the church or be in any way a representative unless it was the, the polished best, and I, I want to tell you, look, there's there's a balance to be had because we, you don't want to be messy for messy's sake. You don't want to just have ridiculous craziness. There is order to the church and there is order to what the Lord wants to do. But sometimes we get so fixated on, don't allow people to see us in our process us trying to figure it out, and instead we present that you have to have it all together or you're not worthy of the Lord. And so, so often, the message that I got, not because anyone ever said that to me explicitly, but because that's what I saw played out. I said, gosh, you know, if, if I'm doing something wrong, I need to go sort of hide out and, and work it out between me and the Lord, and then, and then when I'm good to go, I can sort of resurface at the church, or, or whatever it may be, and um, but seeing uh, scenes like that, I I always had this. I tell people I have a catchphrase early on being at Rock City, and that was I don't know about that. You know, you know, I'd see that. You know, the lady fell. now, I I don't know about that. I don't know what that's all about over there. And I especially got my I don't know about that when uh, when Prophet Kevin would would come and speak. And what's interesting is I was kind of set up. And, and fooled a bit because, um, so, you know, the, how I grew up in church, we didn't really have, you know, we had events and things, but we didn't have big conferences and, and stuff like that, like really Holy Spirit, all that kind of stuff. And so what's interesting, how the Lord works out, and he He guides us uh, slowly, he guided me very slowly. He let me dip my toe in the water, you know, so I wouldn't get too cold. And, and uh, when it comes to things uh, about the Holy Spirit. When there were conferences here, I would get work out of town, and um, I didn't know you know what I was missing or or what it was important to be here, so I probably missed the first couple of times Prophet Kevin was here and other people, but finally, I had my uh, my moment my time, and Prophet Kevin was here, and I just remember for the first time I was like oh i I don't know about any of that you know i I was like, he is being mean, and that's not something you do in church and and uh, you don't say those things to people. You don't. You don't. You don't be so raw about those things. And and I'm like, it, you know. Anyway, it was just so um, so crazy. But guys, the Lord was. He was coming at me like a freight train, and I didn't even know it because I never. I didn't leave. I never left. I never exited out. I might have sweated a bunch. There's a lot of sweating in the back row. Not sweating because. Of, because of like crazy sin issues, sweating because I'm like, what are the people thinking? Who's going to leave? And, and stuff like that, because the Lord wired me uh, like a pastor. I'm caring about the flock, I care about the people. And so, um, so anyway, let me tell you about uh, how I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. So, um, I'm here at the church, and I'm working for uh, someone. His name is uh, Ryan Jones. Many of you know him. He uh, was a leader in our church for a very long time. He and his wife, Lauren, and such amazing people, really, really close friend to this day. And um, they, uh, he hired me to do a bunch of work for him. And so I was working at his house, and just every now and then he would ask me questions. He would uh, just sort of challenge me on some things. And we're in his front yard, and he's like, so, what are you, why, why aren't you baptized in the Holy Spirit yet? And I said, well, I don't know about all that, you know, I, and all that stuff from the, you know, I repeated a bunch of stuff I learned growing up, and, um, and so he said, well, let me ask you a question. If it's from the Lord, don't you want it? And I, and I stopped for a second, and I was like, yeah, if it's, if it's from the Lord, I want it. And what, what happens when you say a statement like that is, I didn't realize it, but what you're doing is you're basically at, at telling the Lord, Lord, if you've got something for me that I haven't taken yet, that you're holding in reserve, I want it. I'm ready for it. And so I didn't realize it, that, but that's what I was saying. I was saying, Lord, if it's from you, I want it. And he said, okay, well, then how about I pray for you right now? I'm like, uh, in your front lawn with all the cars going by and all that stuff, I mean, are you? Is that what we're doing here? And he says, yeah, let's go for it. I'm like, okay, why not? If it's from the Lord, I want it. And so he laid his hands on me and he started to pray. And family, I had a supernatural encounter and experience like I've never had before. I experienced uh, a baptism of fire. I got my prayer language. And I, I may tell you, right up into the moment that, that the that I started to experience the Lord I was skeptical in my heart I was like I'm not sure about that I, I kind of think that I, I I was like the moment this gets weird I am shutting it down I am not going to this is not happening but you know what what's incredible when you have a foundation in the word is that that you have an inherent discernment and so I, I knew I had a discernment from the Lord, and I knew that if this wasn't of Him, if this was some weird thing, if I was going to just one day wake up and I was in some sort of cultic thing, you know, that I was going to be able to figure it out and notice it and, and and put a stop to it first. And so it's so funny how we have these these fears or or whatever, I had this inherent fear that, you know, um, I'm just going to not realize it, and then one day I'm going to say, where am I and what did, what happened? But... So I had that power encounter with the Lord, and all of a sudden I could hear His voice. I, had, I was able to have visions. I was able to see things clearly. And really, the Lord's been talking to me the entire time. How many of you know that you don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to hear the voice of the Lord? It just makes it a whole lot clearer. And so uh, the Lord's been speaking to me and moving me and using me throughout uh, my life, but all of a sudden it was like, I went from VHS to, to 4K. I'm telling you, uh, it's just like the the way to see and know him was so much clearer. And I was just like, what? This is a thing? You can do this? And I'm like, I've been doing, uh, I've been a believer for 30 years. And I'm just now understanding this. And I'm like, yes, Lord, I'm so excited. And so the next six months, I felt like I took off like a rocket ship. I was just ready to worship wildly, I was just going for it, I was prophesying over people, I'm sorry if you received a word from me during those six months, because who knows what I said and if it was right or not, but, but because there's freedom in this house, because there's freedom in this house to try, you know, I heard um, uh, a pastor say one time, he said, you're never going to learn to ride a bike if you're not willing to skin your knees. And so if, if you're thinking, I'm going to start doing something, I'm going to do it perfect immediately, then what's going to happen is you're going to get frustrated and you're going to not do it. You're just going to say, you know, I don't know how many of you out there are, are perfectionists or, or that's a real high value for you, but um, I know I have some family members that are like, if I, don't, if I can't do it perfectly immediately, I won't do it. And says, well, then you're going to miss out on a lot of really important things in your life. And I'm telling you right now, just lay it down. Just admit right away, I can't do it perfectly. The truth is, is, if you can do it perfectly, what do you need God for? We need the Lord because we can't do things perfectly. And so while we should do things in excellence, there's a difference between excellence and perfection. While we can't do things perfectly, we can do them in excellence. All right, so I'm going to kind of uh, do a little sidebar here on my testimony. I'm going to tell you guys I want to talk about my wife a little bit. (laughs) And so while I had this supernatural experience uh, um, coming to the church uh, around early 2015, late 2014, um, my wife had been baptized in the Holy Spirit for over two and a half years. And so I I remember it very clearly because I just considered it when I was before that I was like, my wife's gone crazy. <laughs> I, for for two and a half years, I believed that my wife had just lost her mind, and um, and she was saying things, doing things, telling me stuff. Well, the Lord's telling me this. I'm like, okay, and, you know, or she she'd be like, how about let me pray over you? And I'm like. All right, and then she'd pray over me, and she'd start praying. Oh my gosh, my wife is casting a spell on me. <laughs> because that was, that was the only perspective I had on as I just hear a shooting I'm like, "Oh my gosh, stop! Whatever you're doing, I didn't get it, and um, I didn't have that understanding, and I was just freaking out." But um, and I remember her telling me stories. I remember her telling me this story one time of. Uh, She saw this person get delivered of a demon. She saw this like green mist come out of their mouth. And I just was like, somebody take, take this woman away. She has completely lost it. I am like, is there a hotline to call for this sort of situation? I did not understand it. But anyway... Um, she had been baptized in the Holy Spirit a whole two and a half years, uh, and she, she got baptized in the Holy Spirit through uh, the Baptist student ministry, believe it or not. Pretty cool, crazy story that I'll have her tell uh, one day. But I, the reason I wanted to tell you that story, number one is, is because my wife is so patient with me. Husbands, how many of you know we need our wives to be patient with us? <laughs> Can I get an amen out there, guys? <laughs> and uh, so we need them to be patient with us. so part of Lauren and I 's story about uh, meeting is that uh, I was um, getting ready to leave Houston, graduate University of Houston, and I was two weeks away from moving to austin and uh, i don 't have time to go into the whole story, but basically, uh, Lauren came to my senior show where you show off all your artwork and stuff, and the Lord opened my eyes to her. I knew her for three years. Um, you know, in ministry circles and stuff uh, as a student. But the Lord opened my eyes to her in a minute. I, I saw her one way before and then a different way after. And then, um, so a few weeks later, I decided to go ask her out on a date. I don't know if she's going um, to say yes or not. I asked her out. And I've been waiting three years for you to ask me out. And uh, there's a whole there's a whole other thing to that. But the reason I'm bringing that up is she was so patient, guys. <laughs> uh, and it says I was the clueless of the clueless of, of guys right now. You would literally have to walk up and, and hit me with a pool noodle to get my attention to, to realize what's going on. And so, um, so. But but the the Lord had a plan in it. The Lord had a plan in the midst of it because I didn't. I was not ready a, a, a moment sooner than the moment the Lord opened my eyes to to recognize Lauren for for who he had prepared her to be. And so um, it's so important that not only do we get right what the Lord has for us, but we get it in his right timing. Because I can tell you right now, if if Lauren had said, Gosh, you know, I know he's going to move soon, and I need him to, to know how I feel about him, and that I've been waiting all this time. And so, and if she had done that, what, it, what it, I know what would have happened is, is I would have, then my eyes would have been opened early, ahead of time of the process the Lord had me in. And most likely, you know, I'd like to think we'd still be together, but man, would we have a lot more bumps and bruises along the way that we'd have to work through. And so it's so important, guys. I just want to leave you with that little nugget that it's not just about what the Lord's called you to, who he's highlighted to be your future wife or husband or whatever it may be, but it's that you do it in his right timing. And so anyway, so Lauren said that. I was shocked. I'm like, what a thing to say when you first ask someone out. I've been waiting three years for you to do that. And I didn't know what to do with that, but I'm like, Awesome. <laughs> And uh, so uh, anyway, um, but so the same thing came about when um, when Lauren was baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, what's so crazy is when you hear so clearly from the Lord, you know when someone's making a bad decision. And so she let me continue to lead our family, um, even though oftentimes I would be making choices, making decisions, and she'd know... That's not the best choice to make. That's not the best way to go. I know that's not where the Lord's taking us. But she patiently and diligently waited because she knew that taking control and and starting to lead this family and, and grabbing hold of headship would not be right either. It'd be the wrong way to take us. So instead she continued to pray for me. She continued to ask, Lord, move mightily in his life. Give him a heavenly perspective. And so it's so incredible because her, um, her prayers were answered. And so uh, praise the Lord. She was delivered and I was delivered. And, uh, and so um, anyway, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, it's so easy when we grow up in the church to get comfortable. It's so easy for us to say, I've done this before, you know, uh, as, uh, as prophet Kevin says, three fast, three slow, get the money and away we go. <laughs> you know, we get used to this, this rhythm, this pattern that's over and over and over and over again, and what happens is we forget that we're not here to carry out a pattern or a habit, we're here to encounter the Holy Spirit. We're here to get a fresh perspective from the Lord, amen? And so now I was activated, I was equipped but I needed to get stoked. And so I know it's a funny word to say. And, and so I was like, Lord, because the Lord dropped that in my spirit when I was preparing. I was like, what does that even mean? And stoked means to poke, to stir up, or to feed. And so I thought about that is that what happens is when we get on fire for the Lord, when we get lit up in Him that what happens is, is we've got that fire going, but how's it going to grow? How's it going to maintain? How's it going to advance? And that's by stoking the fire within us. And so how do we do that? Well, first of all, um, we need to have one another spurring us on. And so the Lord is, is going to have me do this for you guys. So get ready. So, so say this after me, Lord, light a fire in me. Lord light a fire in me. me. All right now turn to your neighbor and saying I'm gonna stoke your fire. (laughs) Turn to your other neighbor and say it (laughs) if you have one. All right all right now I I I love doing this because it's just a hilarious phrase and it's kind of awkward. Uh, It's like okay um Uh, And because that song, you know, "Come on, baby, light my fire," you know, I think about that song with that. But but we've got to be—that's part of what being a family is all about—is that we need to stoke one another's fire in the Lord. Is that's what it's all about. That's why we have the church, the global church, and the uh, and the regional churches that we're here to stoke one another's fire, to spur each other on as believers in Christ, and say, you know, come on. And when you, when you see someone get on fire for the Lord, you're like, yes, I'm so excited for that. I want to spur them on, I want to give them a Holy Ghost high five, I want to get excited for that. And, and that's how we stay lit, is we encourage one another. Some other ways that we uh, stay on fire for the Lord is that we have supernatural encounters with Him every day that's so important, and I'm going to be honest, for me, I have to keep challenging myself for that, because i that's not a pattern that I'm used to. For some of you who this is how you grew up, or this is your first church, or you became a believer here, then that might be an easier thing, and maybe it's getting into the scriptures or whatever that is more of a challenge for you. But for me, I always have to keep remembering not to rely on myself or my own Faith, or whatever it is, but to to draw upon the Lord and the supernatural encounters I have with Him. I um, I told a story last service, and I'll just tell a quicker version of this. But um, I hurt my back really bad when I was working for a plumbing company, and um, I was lifting a hot water heater into the attic and hurt my back really bad. And uh, the next day, I'm uh, at the house or at the the lighthouse that ministry I told you about. And I'm getting ready to go out the back doors to check our mail. And Lauren and another uh, person that was part of that ministry, they were outside and they were praying, Lord, send us someone who we can pray and practice healing on. And uh, and oh man, did I walk into it because I exit out the doors, they're out on the front porch there, and, uh, and I walk out and I'm like, oh, hey, Lauren. And she's like, hey, is there anything we can pray for you for, for healing? And I'm like, uh, I, I, I just, my, my face dropped. I just know it. And I was like, "In inside I'm like, oh, gosh. Well, I am a leader in this ministry. I, I can't say I know to prayer, can I? I? Okay. I says, yeah, you can pray for my back. I hurt my back. You know, I was kind of like, I kind of probably trailed off at the end. Like, oh, I hurt my back. You can pray for it. Um, uh, but, uh, anyway, so, um, so I told them they could pray for my back I for the healing of my back. I, I didn't believe it. I didn't think it was going to happen. In fact, that wasn't even a thought in my mind. Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird to think you're, you're going to let someone pray for you? And it was not even a thought in my mind that something would happen. I was merely, um, placating and just being nice. Uh, for for them, I was being nice. Yep, we don't need good Christians anyway. That's a, another Prophet Kevin thing. Anyway, so I was being a nice Christian. Um. Uh, anyway, so um, so uh, so I, I had them pray for me, and immediately, guys, immediately I felt heat on my back, and I was healed. I, I <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, it's funny because I didn't even realize I was healed. And then Lauren's like, why don't you test out your back? Give it a try. See if it's healed. And I'm like, okay. And I, whoa. You know, I'm like, wow. And I just, you know, and honestly, it really messed me up. If I'm going to be honest, I didn't walk away like, yes, Lord. Yes, you've done it. You've done it. You know, I, it wasn't like that where I like ran around the church or anything like that. Um, I, I just continued on my way. And I was like, I don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't have a grid for why that happened, but it did happen. It did happen to me. I had a supernatural encounter with the Lord, and I knew from that moment that there was more to be had. And so, um, anyway, we have to have supernatural encounters with Him every day. That spurs us on, and it spurs one another on. And it has to be a daily thing. Another favorite Kevin quote, if you don't have your daily bread, you're daily dead. And, and if we're not daily seeking out encounters with him, guys, then, then we're dr- the dry bones that, uh, that uh, the prophet Isaiah was talking about, and um, uh, or Ezekiel, excuse me. Uh, anyway, um, uh, th- three things I want you guys to remember when it comes to cultivating the fire of the Lord inside of us and inside of one another. One is that we're in the word. We have to have the biblical foundation. We have to. We can't say, oh, well, that's great, but this. No, we have to have that. The second is relationship. We have to have a relationship with the Lord. We can know the word. Guys, there are people all over the world, people who don't believe in Jesus, that have the scriptures memorized for various reasons and motivations. That is not enough. Knowing the word is not enough. Taking the word is, As the living breath of God and using it to foster a deep, intimate relationship with Him, that is the only way. And then the third is community, is we have to be in community with one another. I'm going to just tell you, so many times I see people and they get into a place of isolation. Maybe they're getting attacked. Maybe they're believing lies about themselves. And so there's this temptation to withdraw, to isolate, to say, all right, I just got to get away. But what happens is, is when we're isolated, that's when the enemy is really going to come at us. We have to be in community so that when something's going on, I can reach out to, to Elijah. Or I can reach out to Levi. And I can say, hey, I'm, I'm hearing this. What do you think? And, and then they're going to, hey, let me pray with you. Hey, that's not from the Lord. Hey, that is something that I, I got some perspective on for you. We have to help one another out. And so um, word, relationship, community. All right. So kind of circling back to uh, my testimony, May of 2015, Pastor David called me and Lauren to have lunch and Pastor David had never called Laura and I to have lunch before, and so I was thinking, "Oh man, I'm getting kicked out of the church. I've done something. I don't know what it is, but I've done something. Maybe I, I'm not worshiping uh, passionately enough, or I don't know what's going on." But but um, uh, he said, "Hey, why don't you meet us for lunch?" And and it's total Pastor David move too. It wasn't like, "Can you meet for us for lunch uh, next week?" It was like today. I, was, I always wonder, I'm like, Laura, I'm so glad that I was on a job that I was flexible to leave and, and go. And so anyway, I um, I left the job site. I was laying down some flooring, and I came on over to the church, and Lauren was somewhere else. And we both met up over there, and that's when um, Pastor David and uh, and Amber and the staff there, they said, the Lord had highlighted us to them to be the new youth pastors at Rock City Church. And so I was like, uh, what? Like, that was not on my radar. You know, I was not planning for that. I did not submit any resume or anything like that. And so I didn't know how it went. And so I was like, this is, this is how it works? I mean, you can just be highlighted? And, and, but I was so excited because the Lord had put a fire inside of me for ministry and only after I had gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit was it really reawakened, because I had seen a perspective and a version of it that had turned me off, that had made me say, that's not for me. And so coming here to Rock City and really experiencing the power of the Lord, I was, I was ready to, to sow into that. And so so, the, so Pastor David asked us to be the youth pastors, and, um, and we... Uh, got promoted at this time five years ago, uh, on this Sunday, Ju- June 14th. It was pretty crazy, pretty cool, and so um, that started a journey for us. Doing that, um, I led the uh, um, the media team for many years, and we have worn so many hats. I can I don't have time to count them all, but we have done so many things because, as, as a young church, we're in a building season, right? And so we're in a building season, and so that's what the Lord calls us to. Is oftentimes He's moving us around to do what we need to do to build His house, and that's when I finally understood. I finally understood when I started uh, serving in that capacity. Uh, the The word the the Lord spoke to me um, while I was down, literally down in a hole under the bathrooms over there, because it was a huge hole that we had to dig to to lay the um, the new sewer lines I was down in a hole under the church under the foundation of the church and that's when the Lord said to me you're building this house because you're going to build this house and so um, now I just kind of I want to move to you guys and just tell you that although the Lord had more for us of course now I'm the associate pastor so many different things have happened so many different things the Lord has called us to but It's so easy for us to lose perspective in the midst of where we are, what we're going through. Maybe some of you are going through a really hard time, a hard season. Maybe you're just sort of not sure about, you know, well, what am I doing? I'm just kind of, I'm here and I'm, I'm present, but I just don't really see where I'm going. And so how many of you know that our math is not God's math? And so many of you might have experienced that in your finances, you've seen, incredible breakthrough you've seen things going on and oftentimes what we see uh, in the earthly realm is not what's going on in the heavenly realm and i want you guys to be able to grab on and so I, I i many times i'm 37 now and i have the benefit of looking back on seasons of my life and saying oh, okay now i get lord why you were doing what you were doing. While I was in the middle of it, I didn't understand, but now I get it. And guys, so I, I started college in 2001, so I was in college, in and out. I graduated in 2009, and, uh, and uh, so in and out of college. Uh, so I, I wasn't there straight for eight years, but I was in college for eight, nine years. Then after that, I worked for a plumbing company for five years. Then I moved here, I started a job, a business remodeling. And how do those things add up to a life in ministry? I do not know. Uh, But what I do know is that the Lord showed me that our math is not his math, and that those things, and I don't have time to go into, uh, do a deep dive about how they were, but every single one of those things, the, the lighthouse ministry, working for the plumbing company, if anything, that plumbing company was basically my seminary time. Um, the, the Lord taught me so many things in those arenas that prepared me for, for now, even though I didn't know during those seasons that that's what he was preparing me for. And so I want to encourage you guys that oftentimes our perspective is so close, it's so close to our face that we don't know what's going on. And so I kind of want to play a fun little little game right now. And so why don't you put up the first slide that we have? All right. So how many of you think you know what this is? You don't have to raise your hand. Well, I just just it's rhetorical anyway. Um, So maybe some of you do know, some people last service knew. Go ahead and show us the next slide. All right, so that is just a super zoomed in picture of sand. Well, the last one was. Then, then there it is right there. Uh, And uh, so go ahead and show the next picture. All right, so what do you think that might be? Very interesting, another really close up perspective picture, and then go ahead to the next one. It's a, it's a close-up of peacock feathers. And so, you know, what's so incredible about, I, I, that, that's such a fun thing to do. I had a whole bunch of them. and uh, But so often, guys, when we're going through something, especially when we're going through a difficult time, it's so close to us. It's so fresh to us that we just, we can't really get the heavenly perspective, the kingdom perspective, because it's just right in front of our face. And so I want to encourage you that even if you're in a spot, you're in a season where you're like, I just don't get what you're doing, Lord. I don't understand it. Or I get that you've called me here to this church or to this city or to this job or to, to whatever it may be. I get that you've called me here, but I don't get what your ultimate plan is. I don't get why. Why are you here? You know, there's a lot of things that we don't understand from the Lord. I shared this uh, last service, which is, you know, Lauren and I have been deeply desiring to, to get pregnant and to have children. And um, several months ago, uh, we did get pregnant and we miscarried. And I shared a testimony, we shared testimony on that on a Wednesday night a while back. And so I don't understand that. I can't tell you that I, still under, uh, that I understand it any better. But I do understand that God's good. I do understand that He has a purpose and a plan for everything, and and I have been praying and asking the Lord, uh, Lord, when is when are we going to see breakthrough in this area? When are we going to see You move mightily in our family? And um, I even felt so strongly that I heard the Lord say that we were going to have uh, children in the in twenty twenty, and so. I can tell you right now, being honest, I don't understand why that is. and I, But I have to believe, number one, that, that the Lord desires those things for us as well. The Lord desires children for us. The Lord desires to see us grow and multiply as a family. And so I know that. I know that that's what he has for us. I don't understand why the timing isn't now, but that's okay. Because I'm going to, I'm going to step out in faith... And I'm going to say, Lord, having children is something that's far bigger than me. I can't just go make it happen. There's, there's a, a huge element of the Lord getting involved for that to take place. And so I, I want to encourage you guys this morning that even if we don't understand, God, why are you doing something? Even if we don't get it, that the Lord's in it. And I know that in the months and years to come, I know that I'm going to look back on our beautiful family and I'm going to say, okay, Lord, I get it. Okay, Lord, I understand what this weight was all about. It's for his glory. And so, um, why don't you pull up Proverbs 25.2. Proverbs 25.2 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. And so, um, if you do find it, just put it up there and keep it up, because I kind of want us to have How many of you know hidden treasure is the most valuable kind of treasure? That a million dollars just sort of handed to you versus I discovered a million dollars worth of gold coins after searching for years and years and years um, is more valuable, there's there's some, there's an inherent value when we seek something out and we said I worked for that I looked for that I sought after that you know um my wedding ring right here I lost it for 8 months I um I, I don't know how it got lost I just know it got lost and I found it the other day it's pretty incredible I I I nearly given up hope but I prayed so many times lord just let it be found in one of these days. And so uh, there, is a, there is a dollar value to this ring. It's how much I paid for it. But then there's the value that comes from what does it mean? What is it all about? This represents Lauren and I's covenant relationship that we made between us and the Lord. And it also represents the fact that Lauren and I uh, waited. We saved each other for our marriage that we waited to have sex until bef- we were married. And so that's a very special part of our story. You know, it sounds funny, but for, for a, a minute, I was always nervous to tell that part of our testimony because I thought it, it, it made us sound weird or, or something like that. But I remember someone, uh, a close friend of mine, coming up and saying, that is a cornerstone of your testimony. And, and I want to tell you, even if that's not your story, even if that's not your uh, the decision that you've made, you know what's fabulous about the Lord, what's so amazing, is that our God is a God of restoration and redemption. That you can still offer that. If you're single and, and you've messed up for whatever reason, you can still offer purity to your future bride or your future husband. Because all you have to do is basically say, Lord, I give it back to you. I'm going to give it over to you. I'm going to turn from those ways, and I'm going to trust in you, and he will bring full restoration into your life, and you can walk in that. Amen? All right. And so um, it's for us to seek out a matter as kings and queens in the kingdom. And so the meaning of that parable was the hidden treasure for us to seek out. And so we need to seek his face and his wisdom to know his heavenly perspective. So often we're trying to figure it out and we're looking at our earthly circumstances to figure it out instead of just stopping and saying, God, what are you saying? What are you doing right now? I don't know how many times, even today, and it's it's almost like a joke, you know, I'll tell Lauren, hey, I think we're supposed to do this, or I. Or I'm, I'm feeling like we're, gonna, we're not going to go do that thing. And she says, did you ask the Lord about it? And I'm like, gosh, you got me again. I didn't, I didn't ask the Lord about it. How do I keep forgetting? And um, it's not that I'm going to rely on earthly wisdom, on, on earthly thinking. And we're supposed to seek Him in always, in all of our ways, acknowledge Him. And so often I'm like, oh, wow, even that, you know, if God is truly our Father, He wants to know, if He knows every hair on our head, He wants to know every little thing that we do, and He wants to be involved in every part of the process. All right. Um, So what if you're not seeing what God's doing in your life? Maybe you're feeling like, I just, I'm stuck in neutral right now, or I'm just kind of out there wandering, or maybe you've made some big decisions. Maybe you feel like, man, I followed through on what you said, Lord, and I just do not see the delivery. I do not see the payoff. I want to encourage you guys that to get a heavenly perspective, to dive into His Word, to spend some time worshiping with Him, and to trust in Him in all ways. Because I God, our God is a generational God. And because so often we get used to a, a world where everything's immediate, where the, even the microwave isn't fast enough. And we're just used to it. go, go, go. And like, oh, I got a word. I got a word. Who am I going to give it to? Right away, right away. I got to spit it out. And he says, wait a second. Maybe that's not a word for right now. Maybe that's not a word for tomorrow. Maybe that is a word for your adult self. Or your more mature self. Or maybe that's a word for your children or your grandchildren. And so I encourage you, wherever you're at, whatever's going on in your life, whether you're in high school, whether you're uh, single, whether you're a young adult, whether you are um, more mature than that, (laughs) Um, uh, wherever you're at, God is speaking to you. He's working through you. And we need to stop and say, Lord, what is your heavenly perspective on this issue in my life? And so, all right. uh, One last thing I wanted to leave you guys with. um, The story of Joseph in Genesis. I'm going to zero in on chapter 40. But Joseph went through a life where he needed heavenly perspective. As a young man, Joseph had some incredibly powerful dreams from the Lord, dreams that were to set him up for the future, but instead he kind of mouthed off about them before he was supposed to, and so got in hot water with his brothers, and those brothers sold him into slavery, told their dad that he was dead, and then once he was sold into slavery in Egypt he uh, started working for an official Potiphar and worked in Potiphar's house and um, got accused by his wife and got thrown into prison. And he was in prison for quite a while, but eventually he came out of prison, was promoted after interpreting some dreams, uh, was promoted by the king to be second in command over all of Egypt. Heavenly perspective. I'm going to circle back around Uh, To put Isaiah 55 back up, that I started at the beginning. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This isn't God separating himself from us, saying, you're that little ant down there. I see so much better than you. You just will never know. That's not the attitude in the heart of the Lord. What this is saying is, is God sees everything. He's outside of time. He understands what's happened at the beginning and what's going to happen at the end. And our and what we need to do is we are called to make our thoughts his thoughts and to make our ways his ways. And so we need to seek out. That heavenly perspective. That's a continual process throughout our life as the Lord grows us in perspective. And so, with Joseph, Joseph is, I'm just going to fast forward to him being unjustly imprisoned. And, you know, oftentimes we attribute to Bible care, maybe it's just me, I don't know, Uh, we attribute to uh, people in the Bible as they must have been a lot holier than us you know they must have known a lot more things and because we read the whole story from beginning to end then we're kind of like yeah they 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 knew what was coming up what was going on no joseph is sitting there in prison like well i don't deserve this but i'm here and god i do not know what plans you have for me and i i, I challenge you guys can can we not relate can we no, no maybe not you haven't been in prison Maybe some of you have, but um, but it, we're in a spot in our lives where we're like, I do not know why I am here. I'm frustrated. Maybe you're angry at the Lord right now, or maybe you've been angry at the Lord. You're like, Lord, I don't get why I'm here. This is not what you told me. This is not what you've led me into, and I am just frustrated. I heard you give me a yes for something, or I heard you give me a no for something, and and it feels like that's... That's gone a different route. And I can tell you that what's great about the Lord is because he's leading us, that we respond in that moment by saying, Father, I don't know what you're doing. I don't fully understand it, but I'm willing to submit to you. And Joseph submitted to the Lord. Never once in the scriptures do you read, and Joseph cursed the Lord. It wasn't, and Joseph said, Lord, you put me here. Why did you do this? This is not right. I thought you were a just God. Now I'm not sure if I believe you anymore. No, he said, the Lord's doing something. I must be here for a reason. And, I'm, and I might not know fully what that reason is, but I'm going to be ready. Um, Proverbs, uh, let's see here. Aha, 2 Timothy 4. I didn't give you that one, That's okay. 2 Timothy 4 says, be ready in season and out of season, and oftentimes we don't know if we are in or out in season. Maybe we feel like we're in season or we're out of season, but the Lord's doing it either way. Be ready. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. That's the that's whole thing, but be ready in season and out of season, and Joseph was ready. He was ready to interpret those dreams, and guys that meant that he was sowing into his time with the lord that meant he was polished and ready he was sharp he was ready to to interpret those dreams and to speak to those people to the the baker and to the cupbearer and so i want to encourage us this morning as we get as i get ready to move into ministry time and as someone comes up to play the uh, keys somewhere okay <laughs> um uh as we get ready, I want to encourage you guys. If, if you're in a place where you need a fresh perspective from the Lord, then this morning is your morning. I want to invite the, uh, uh, the prayer partner team. <laughs> I blanked on their name. I invite the prayer partners to come up. Let's everybody stand up. You know, the Lord is still showing me his heavenly perspective for our lives. And I'm going to be honest with you, many times he has me on the moment-by-moment plan where I'm like, all right, Lord, tell me what's going on next month, or show me this, or show me that, and he's like, how about you just trust me with that, and you work on the thing I put right in front of you. And so this morning, if, if you feel like you need a fresh heavenly perspective, if you feel like you're in a place where you just don't understand what the Lord's doing, maybe you're frustrated with Him, maybe you feel like, why? Why am I going through this right now? Or why was this taken from me? Maybe you've lost a loved one. Or maybe you just feel like you're wandering aimlessly, you just don't really get what the Lord has for you then I want to encourage you this is your morning come up and the, the altar is already open we have our prayer partners up here come on up and receive prayer I want to pray for you and so I'm just going to go ahead and close this out and say Father Father thank you for never giving up on me thank you, Lord, that even when I doubted, even when I walked away from you, even when I, I I, cursed you, when I said, I don't trust what you're doing, I don't know why you're doing it this way, or I'm, I'm angry for whatever reason because I thought it was going to go a different way, Lord, I thank you that you were patient with me, Lord, that you kept calling me back, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of our ways, Lord, help us to acknowledge you so that you make our paths straight. It's in your name we pray.